Hi there! It is June 6, 2011, and we've landed on the beach again. It's Radio Free Oz. You've got Oz in your ears. I'm Peter Bergman, your co-host, along with David Osman. I'm in Los Angeles. David is up on the Emerald Isle, Whidbey, Whidbey Island there in Blue U Studios. What's up, Dave? Well, what's up? Well, I, I since we're doing these uh, Skype calls, I can I can see you, Pete, you know, and and as you were walking around the room there, I saw on your back 61, and I thought, is he lying about his age again? But then no, you turned it, around, and I saw Yale on the front. Yeah, well, this T-shirt was handed out to all 400 of us, class of 61, that uh, gathered together this last weekend in New Haven for our 50th reunion. Four, and it was four, quite a- excuse me, 472-year-old Yaleys? My no, 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 you've got it wrong. 471-year-old <laughs> Yaleys and 300 wives and girlfriends. I see. Right? All right. There were a few girlfriends. There were mainly wives, and there were 14 widows. There's a whole widows committee uh, of the hunt, of the thousand that, that entered Yale in 1957. Uh, about 160 have passed away, which makes us very healthy. That's That's below the actuarials. 16 or 14 of their widows have gathered together made they have been made members of the class and they put together a whole thing to a whole committee to fight cancer and are raising money for that and they we gave away we, we raised and gave away all kinds of money it's a it's a very well-to-do class i gotta tell you that well, i may not be one of what, what was the was the i mean what was the general political atmosphere well, let me tell you, uh, I, I participated in two panels. Mm-hmm. One of them was just ended up being me and Austin Pendleton talking about entertainment. And it thoroughly, thoroughly uh, amused and delighted the people because most of the panels, which were quite excellent, were not necessarily funny. You know, there wasn't a lot of comedy in them, though they were. there was one they did on the uh, world economic crisis and American economic crisis, all led by four class members, one of whom was the Nobel laureate in economics. One is a former ambassador to just about everywhere. <laughs> really, really good people. But so, but then on Saturday night, I did 15 minutes of my stand-up for the class, which I've done before. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I included was my abbasidery, which I've read on Oz, you know, A yeah. is for Afghanistan, slipping away. Which, I, as I went back and took a look at it, I realized was more liberal or progressive or left-wing than I thought. Certainly, it's definitely left of Pelosi. But even so, so I performed that, and like lots of people came up to me and said how wonderful it was to have that done. And did I know who I was talking to? Yeah. And that some people at their table were upset because there's a good conservative tin, you know, contingent there. Mm. But it went over very well. You know, had a very great time. And as I had mentioned... Uh, many, many of us, most of us, including myself, who were such assholes back in 1957, seem to have grown up into such lovely people. So, <laughs> lovely, healthy people. Healthy lovely, is a good healthy. sign. Oh, it was healthy. There were a lot, there was a lot of healthy people. They weren't running marathons anymore for the return. You know, there used to be a lot of sports involved with reunions, lots of golf and lots of running and biking. That doesn't seem to be the way right now. So uh, we, had a, we had, a, had a really, really grand time. I, I heard, you know, Paul Kennedy, the man who wrote that book about the fall of the great empires. Mm-hmm. He did a he did a lecture on uh, the middlemen who planned and won World War II about the people, not the people who made the grand plans, but the people who actually 
executed them. It's a 600-page book he is about to release. He gave a lovely lecture, so I was that was it was it was a really good event. Gee, know? I just finished reading William Manchester's Goodbye Darkness about the the, mm. the Pacific War, and what a scary, terrific book, by the way. It's it's an old one. It's like from the early. 80s or you know yep. but it's a terrific book a personal history of of that awful 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 pacific war anyway well, since I, you I, since you've been gone pete i've been keeping yeah. i've been keeping up with uh, uh the presidential candidates uh, for the on the gop side and i, I very good I, I i want you to know i only had to google one of them because uh, yes. i just didn't know who this one was but now we've got rick santorum he just mm-hmm. he just entered. Am I right? Yep, that's and, right. He did. And uh, his uh, core message seems to be American exceptionalism. That's, mm-hmm. that, uh, that's yes. where Rick stands. Okay, yeah. uh, on yeah. top of the mountain of glory. All right, and then yes. then uh, Herman Cain. Nobody named Herman Cain could get elected dog catcher. Uh, this is the talk show host, right? Uh, Godfather Pizza CEO. He's uh, this guy. Uh, 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 he, he's he's uh, he wants to put on a twenty three percent consumption tax, which he can afford and no one else can. Well, I was but wondering that- if this has anything to do with tuberculosis. I mean, if you're really sick, you got to pay twenty three percent. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just making that's that probably, up. Yes, that's probably a codicil to but that. That's the center of his platform. But no one named Herman uh, has been in politics since Herman Goring. So forget it. You know. Newt, Newt, Newt Gingrich, he's been around for right from the beginning, and we know he's a good customer at Tiffany's. That seems to be his major uh, credit at the moment. Uh, Then there was this Gary Johnson. I had to look him up. Who would run for president named Gary Johnson? That's like, uh, you know. It's a good name. We've had a Johnson as president. Yeah, I mean, if John Edwards can run, why, Gary Johnson can run anyway. What about Gary Hart? Gary Hart, that's right. It isn't, that's the combination. Anyway, Gary Hart, you know, is full of, you know. Anyway, former governor of New Mexico, folks. I bet you didn't know that because nobody even knows New Mexico is in the United States. So this, and pro-marijuana legalization yes, man. Yes, he's a libertarian guy. So he's out there for gay marriage and, uh, and uh, pot smokers. And, <clears throat> and, but that's all. That's about all. There's T. Paul, Tim Paul Lenti, right? Uh, he's, he stands up for America, as I recall. Yeah, well, as I say, a standing up as if... That's a ch- what did he call it? The, did he call it not uh, uh, the challenge of standing up or standing up as if indeed standing up was his challenge? Yeah, right? I think well, he and stands most of the time yeah. what sitting on the sidelines. Yes, and then on the I guess it was Friday, uh, mm-hmm. Mitt Romney had his big day finally. If <laughs> Sarah Palin hadn't you know driven through his parade, uh, uh, but for which I, she apologized today. Oh, yesterday. she did. Oh, she apologized to him. Yeah, that which makes it even more. <laughs> Humiliating that a non-candidate apologizes to the so-called frontrunner for raining on his parade for being in town at the same time with her crazy group of people. Yeah, well, I was the, it's like the, it, Revere. It's the bozo bus, man. It's the bozo yeah. bus. Honk, honk. Here they come through. But I like Mitt's statement. It was this is this is pretty clearly put. We will return responsibility and authority to the states for uh, let's see dozens. The word was dozens of government programs. Now, out of, the, out of the 200,000 government programs, dozens are yeah. going to be returned to the – yeah, what a terrible idea, especially given the state of the states at the moment. 
so there's six now. Six now. I caught up with them. Uh, uh, Sarah's you're driving the bus. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, John Huntsman from Utah. He's way down mm-hmm. the line there. Uh, uh, Trump. He has a problem, David. He has a problem. He yep. was uh, he was nominated and ran. Went off to Far Cathay to talk with the Communist Chinese uh, as a spokesman for the Great Not Me in the White House. So oh. he's out of the question. Oh, gone, goner, goner. Okay, Chris yeah. Christie said he's not going to do it. He's the stupid jerk from New Jersey. Yeah, stupid yes. jerk. Uh, uh, and is there anyone else out there? Have I missed anybody? Well, I'm, I'm trying well, to keep up. The, well, the Huck told us long ago that he probably wouldn't jump into an empty swimming pool and has indeed decided not to make that leap. Right. Haley Barber, if he'd have stayed in, we'd have had at least one fat man running. If Christie's out, you yeah, know, Christie's someone right. with, some, with some gravitas. And, of course, you forgot Michelle Bachman. She's in. She is in. Yes, she is in. Michelle Bachman is running. Palin is not. And Michelle Bachman has told us the following. First of all, she's raised 28 kids. So that gives her a real kind of, she should be a, a really popular with the moms. I thought yeah. you were going to say Five she's raised $28 million. No, 28 kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Five her own, Five. 20, uh, 23 foster kids. Uh-huh. She has a post-PhD degree, she said, in something. I'm not, I don't know exactly. I guess you can get a post-doc somewhere. In any case, she says that she and her husband uh, really rep- represent family values because they have mm-hmm. remained as a family. Mm-hmm. She's a wingnut. Uh, Rick Santorum, by the way, I wrote a very brief blog today for Politico on the fact that Rick came in. I'll, I'll, it's only a couple paragraphs. Let me give it to you because sure. you've introduced us. Fine, man. Uh, to prepare for this modest post, I went up and studied the life and mind of Rick Santorum on Wikipedia. Uh, He's a wingnut for sure, but not without his redeeming qualities. On the dark side, Rick conflates homosexuality with bestiality and remains a cheerleader of the anti-choice crowd. On the other hand, he courageously, I get this, he courageously, oh, I lost my, he courageously opposes, he courageously denied the existence of WMBs, WNDs in Iraq, and though a fan of uh, young earth creationism, opposes its mandatory inclusion in school curriculums. Rick uh, may not have a snowball's chance in hell of grabbing the Republican nomination, but he could be a pick for the VP spot to counterbalance a more moderate Romney, Paul Lente, Huntsman candidacy. I would so look forward to the Biden-Santorum debate, a chance to air Rick's radical conservative nostrums and for old Joe to eat him alive. Can you imagine Biden <laughs> taking on Santorum? Oh boy, yeah, yeah. That's a good. Well, you. Well, I. I forgot about uh, Michelle. I didn't know she'd actually thrown her. Uh, well, does she wear? Well, a hat? no. I don't know if she officially has done it, but she has announced when she's going to. She, unlike Palin, is definitely committed to it. Definitely going to do it. Yeah. Whereas well, Palin is just basically. Now, did you hear about Palin's uh, when she hit Boston? Her description of uh, uh, Paul Revere's ride. You don't know about this one. Yeah, go tell it. Tell it. It's too good. It's, it's, I would like to quote her, so let us hold on here for just a second while I look up. I think there's a thing here on, they've been talking about the fact that she is, uh, you know, maybe it's the Daily Beast that has the well, best Well, while, while, you're, while you're looking that up, we might mention <clears throat> that Massachusetts, uh, Western Mass, as they like to say in yeah. Massachusetts, Western Mass suffered the uh, rapture uh, as, I think, three big tornadoes rumbled over western Massachusetts. I mean, are things getting out of hand, folks? Is is the apocalypse coming? I mean, 
please. But that was the, really scary. Hey, that means that also we'd have to say that we've got the apocalypse in what? Uh, uh, in Joplin, Missouri. And the, the rains are so bad up in your part of the country that they are shutting down windmill farms because they have more electricity than they can use. <laughs> well, that they ought that? to lower the rates on it. For heaven's sake. Well, oh, sure. Well, of course. I'm still going to do that. Let's see. Uh, where is this? Oh, well, I'll look. Well, basically, here's what you I, I, The thing is, is that I wanted to. Um, uh, it's always best to quote Mich- uh, to quote uh, 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 Sarah. She's word oh, for she's word. Definitely, oh, no, you've got it. You've got a quarter word well, for it because my, it's so. My quote for, for Sarah Palin is any mandate coming from government is not a good thing. Any mandate? Any mandate coming from government is not a good thing. Thank you, Sarah. That's very succinct, and we will certainly take that to heart. And uh, and meanwhile, somebody bought the Unabomber's Smith Corona typewriter for $22,003. Oh, no. Yep. No. Yep. His, his uh, Smith Corona portable went to... Uh, Went for twenty two thousand and three dollars. That was obviously the winning three bucks, right? Yeah, three bucks above the other, you know, the other, the other. idiot. <laughs> and, uh, now, for yes. example, uh, when just before I went to my uh, Yale reunion, I was talking with a couple of friends from Harvard, and they were saying, "Yeah, yeah, let me tell you, man, things are so cool at Harvard. Tommy Lee Jones and Al Gore roomed together." Okay, isn't that cool? And I was able to say, "Yeah, but you know who lived directly downstairs?" The Unabomber. So I, I, I had, and it's true. This is all true. I had, so I had the, I had the last word on that. Well, you know something. When we, do, a little bit later on, when we play uh, a little bit of music, you'll look uh, that one up. I'll, I'll be able to look her up because it's not fair to her not to quote her directly. Also, it you know because you can't do it the way Sarah does it. She's she's just too good. No, any you know? mandate coming from government is not a good thing. I mean that is that's certainly succinct and well put, and certainly no one wrote that for Sarah. Uh, she, that just came came out of her mouth. Well, uh, the Pew Research did a little. Um, uh, yeah. Hunting around around uh, what the uh, the Republican coalition what used to be and what it is now, according mm-hmm. to the Pew Research, it there were three parts to the coalition. One was the enterprisers, you know, the business guys, the free enterprisers. One was yeah, the, right. the the social conservatives, you know, you know them, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and right. and then. Yep. In 2005, there was actually a contingent of the Republican Party that the, uh, the Pew Research labels pro-government conservatives. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know something? That's very much like the old traditional Republicans. You can't say that the, the Republicans before the Tea Party and all those loonies took over were anti-government. No. They, were, they might have been fiscal conservatives, whatever, but they didn't say any mandate from government is a bad one. Well, you know, let's all go home. Well, they've, they've, okay. they've gone into this subject again, and, and in the last six years, the pro-government conservatives are gone. From the the GOP, and That's here's the, here's so the constituency out there of the people who are running these six or seven or eight people for president: ninety percent white, fifty one percent over fifty years old, and forty one percent white evangelical Christians. Well, that is a that is a demographically challenged base <laughs> at best. Okay, at best. And then you take, for example, the, the clever little people that are running Obama's reelection campaign, and they're looking around at various areas in which non-white over 51-year-old 
evangelicals are in the decrease, like Charlotte, North Carolina, where the Democrats are holding their convention. Ooh, how about that? What a coinkydink, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh, basically they're saying the following. They're going to follow pretty much the same roadmap. They don't expect to take Indiana like they did in 2008, but they expect to keep Virginia and North Carolina, you know, and Colorado and New Mexico and Nevada. And they and they and they think that there may be some other other places at play, but if they just keep everything but Indiana, they'll do very very well. You know what I mean? Here's you know the bigger picture that's really frightening, uh, that bounces off of any mandate is it from government is a bad thing, is is the whole contention. Uh, and I, this is coming from Romney directly from Romney. Uh, you know uh, the Eleventh Amendment now is something we have to deal with, which is the states' rights amendment, which used to allow the solid South to brutalize its population. Uh, yes. and and the solid West to brutalize its indigenous population, uh, uh-huh. and and we are supposed that what is threatening now in this country mm-hmm. right now like a big black cloud over the horizon, a big black Iwo Jima out there, yeah. is yes. the prospect of the country fragmenting into um, a coalition of fifty states, all of them doing something different. And every mm-hmm. every four years changing. It ain't going to happen, Dave. Well, but I mean, that's the scare, man. I mean, that's it's truly the scare. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not for the solid United States. They can go wherever they want to go. If Texas wants to secede, that's all right with me. But if you have a country being run by 50 different states, China, let me tell you, is is going to whip your ass. Well, look, Dave, the point is, is that the Republican Party, as we know it, is disappearing, disintegrating, devolving before our very eyes. But I mean, how do I prove it? First of all, look at the numbnuts that they're putting up for presidency. In fact, I would suggest to the Republican Party that they run no one at all. Here's here's an advantage to this. No one. Give it. No, give it away. Two things. They can spend all of their money trying to keep the House and taking the Senate, okay? Secondly, they can start running against Obama's campaign, second second uh, administration already. They'll then f- have an issue. You know what he's going to do in the next four years? You've got to keep the House. you got to put the- – they can't run anybody against him. He's going to make um, uh, Roosevelt Landon in 36 – I mean, it's going to make Goldwater look like a strong candidate. What in the world are they going to do? And they know it, by the way. Let me tell you, they absolutely know it. They know the ones that are smart, the old line GOP who are disappearing, know that they are not only in the hands of ideologues, they're in the hands of inept ideologues. Can you imagine Nancy? Let me give you something. All right. Boehner allows all of the GOP in the House to vote for Ryan's path to prosperity. Walk the plank, right? It, it, it's going to kill them. Can you imagine if, if Nancy Pelosi had the majority and some real kind of left-wing member put up a, a budget in which we socialized all the banks and all the industry, okay, and then forced every Democrat to vote for that piece of, of, you know, of ludicrous legislation? No possible way. She'd have had the guy snuffed. So, yeah. So, and Boehner is a total incompetent. He has no control of a of a party that is disintegrating, which, as you said, is basically in the hands of the Koch brothers. They run 
the Tea Party. They run Rove. It's all money. It's all plutocracy. It's all keep interest rates low, keep money hard, be hard on the people who owe money, be hard on the people who have no money. And I tell you, it is going to kill them dead. Well, there you are, the prophetic words of Peter Bergman on Radio Free Oz. I love you, Pete. We'll be, we'll, we'll be back after a little piece of music there. I, I got I to gotta, um, gotta digest that one. Oh! 
So we're back. That was Western Heroes, of which the drums were produced, of course, by our own Dave Maloney. I love the Western Heroes. We used to play them when we did this show once, once, you know, four times a week. I played them all the time. Now we only get a chance to show them once in a while. Western Heroes, the stars are crying. Well, Dave, I told you that I would look up um, Sarah Palin's famous quote on the what Paul Revere was doing when he made his ride when she drove her crazy bozo bus into Boston, okay? Yep. They asked her, they said, you know, what, 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 was, what was this all about, Paul Revere's ride? She said, well, uh, he who warned uh, the British that they weren't going to be taking away our arms uh, by ringing those bells and mm, by making sure that as he's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free and we were going to be armed. Okay, are you are you ready for that? That was her take. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm speechless. Well, well, that's uh-uh. Caught her, ca- and, caught, caught her, caught her without her guidebook there, and she she basically went on to stress that it was basically that the the Paul Revere's ride was about Second Amendment rights. It was to uh, the fact that we had the right to bear arms. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And then and um. then afterwards she def- she defended it, and then her friends or her supporters went up to Wikipedia and rewrote the the Paul Revere section to make her right. Achtung. Achtung, yeah, it's a yeah, good right. idea. Rewrites a dictionary, right? Put all it, it, t- take yeah, out all, all the words good. we don't like. All uh, is good. Don't yeah. you worry. Yeah, don't yeah. you worry. Everything is fine. Just you, know, you don't like it, they shoot you. Yeah, we got rights. Oh my gosh! So, by the way, we should yeah. we should remind people. Oh, I got We got to talk about the fun drive. Okay. It is oh down. yeah. It has slowed down remarkably. We got up to 20%, over $600 very quickly, and things have slowed down remarkably, and that's not acceptable. Now, there's a lot of fine premiums up there. You can get lovely things to stick on your stick out of your refrigerator to wear as a t-shirt stuff that you know we, we got our book coming out trolling the woe we'll, we'll we'll sign it for you and send it off but nonetheless regardless of premiums we need your contributions to stay on the web to keep oz in your ears so go up to radiofreeoz.com and contribute and do it now Okay, David, that was my pitch. Well, that was good. It's, it would be a very compassionate gesture on the part of our listeners to uh, take a look at the website. I just saw a sketch for the cover of our book, Trolling the Woe, uh, yep. a- and uh, 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 Phil Fountain has just it, – it's a wonderful um, – a cartoon of you and me reading the newspaper surrounded by all of these strange wingnuts and weird people that we talk about on this uh, on this show. Uh, yeah. 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 You, so, I mean, it looks like it's really good. I sent him off a lot of uh, my own work, you know. Uh, yep. A few good. poems and, a uh, you know, a Reverend uh, Barnstormer, a few things like that. So, uh, And I know that uh, uh, he's going to publish a bunch of your pieces, and it will be a hot item. I just love books anyway. Real books, real books, real pictures, real words right there where you can, uh, uh, you know, leave it in the bathroom or, you know, someplace where you, short paragraph reading is really good for you. I it, realize, and David, it's available. That, I'm, I haven't finished yeah. here because I'm getting to the pitch. This book only okay. comes to people who who are going to contribute to Radio Free Oz for at what at what price? 
Right now, that's that's the biggie. That's the five hundred dollar contribution because you get it from us and we ha- and we sign it. There you go. Right? That's we what- will make it available at a rate at a price on the uh, Radio Free Oz boutique or whatever we want to call it when we get that all together. But right now, it's only available as a premium. This is on, the first uh, edition. Think about that's it. That's right. First edition. Think about it. Right. Oh, man, you can have this slim volume up on your on your bookshelf. What an honor. Okay, so moving on, Dave. Yep. There is there is hope in the world of anti-terror, okay? All right. There is. You know, we, I've, always been, I've always been concerned that the terrorists always seem to have the, the, the upper hand. You know, they always move first, and they're the ones always to cause the trouble first. But guess what? British intelligence forces, okay? I love this. Hacked into the website of an Al-Qaeda English language magazine. It's called Inspire. I love that. And replaced bomb-making instructions with a recipe for one of Ellen DeGeneres' favorite cupcakes. <laughs> so instead of building a, um, an explosive device, what you got was a recipe for Sarah Forer's um, mojito cupcakes, Right. And I think that there may be some young jihadists up there who don't know the difference. And they go out and they buy, let's see, what do I need for this bomb? I need white flour. I need some rum, sugar, (laughs) baking soda, and butter. I've got those. I can get those at my local Piggly Wiggly. There you go. Put them all together. And you, you come up with this thing. It looks like a cupcake. But it's a bomb. Uh, well, that's, that's only if you put uh, chocolate chips in it. Then oh, when that, it goes off, those chocolate chips are deadly. But you know something? I think they would be surprised to find out that these mojito cupcakes, you could actually carry them on visibly onto an airplane and no one would stop you. That's, right? Oh, and then, sure. And then you step on them or light them and nothing happens. They think it's a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but a, just put a, a candle in, the, in this and it'll go off immediately. Right. In fact, you'll get the stewardess well, to light it for you. It's no problem. Well, I think that's a major step forward in the uh, in the war uh, against terrorists. I mean, if if we could just, you know, that's really kind of magic to replace uh, bombs with cupcakes. I mean, that's like something you'd you'd read in a in a strange magical book where, you know, the world just changes like that. Man, I'm uh, all guns are going to. Turn into butter, you know. Uh, all, Gun, yeah, guns. Uh, yeah. Remember that well, bumper sticker that said "Bombs and cupcakes." The what if? What if the schools got all the money they needed, and the Air Force had to have bake sales? Yep, I well, do. Now, this makes sense now because they'll need bake sales in order to get all those explosive cupcakes. That somehow comes together. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's there's some sort of confluence here that that I can that, that I can handle. But it right. it is good news on uh, in our. In our very difficult international, we haven't even talked about the international situation, because yeah. after all this, it's more fun to just be in America and let other people fight those stupid wars. And uh, and anyway, it's very confusing over there, and, and somebody left some country, but we're not sure what it is, and then there are riots in another one, and aren't they all the same anyway? And they all hate Israel, and Israel hates them, and... And they, why are we there? And it's because of petroleum. I mean, I think there's a general confusion about the whole Middle East here. But on the other hand, now, it, it, Petraeus and petroleum and plutocracy in America is not a big issue in India. What they're worried about is overtly sexy deodorants. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, television broadcasters, they've ordered uh, uh, to take off of television all overtly sexual deodorant ads. Hmm. 
featuring scantily clad men and women in racy storylines. And, and that includes, you can no longer, and the, and the ones that were, were doing it were uh, deodorants called Wild Stone, Addiction Dio, Set Wet Zatak, Denver Dio, and Axe. They, they they can't they can't be on the. Uh, you can't can you imagine America? Where are this? Where are our sexy deodorant ads? You know, all we've got are like the sexiest things we see. Besides that, when they sneak on the, the the rum ads, are these pills? You know, for in which you know, thanks to um, you know um, uh, you know this or that, you know these people. This thanks to Semper Stiff, this silver haired couple are skipping down the beach in post coital ecstasy. You know that that's our sexiest ads. You know. And, yeah, uh, it's post. So. It's it's all post. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, Except yeah, for yeah. One- I'm I'm thinking though, how do you advertise a deodorant? You know, underarmless, so to speak. Oh, you're right. Underarmless, you got to show the arms. You got to show well, the pit, do- and if you show the pit, then you got to you know, then it raises the breast. Let's face it. Let's be anatomically correct here. You raise your arms, your breasts go up. And that is a that's a, a sexual. I, I can see how they could object to that in India. Do it as a sketch. In Just Italy, like they have a small... no problem with this. Yeah, do yeah. it as a sketch. Yeah, but a the... line drawing with like little things coming out of the deodorant stick that that kills the little yeah. uh, uh, stinky spores or whatever they are. But yeah, they got so ugly not... faces, and then the other ones are like superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, right. uh, now, that's yeah. Now we have our own set. We have our own sexual problems to deal with, and I'm talking here about Wienergate. Okay, I'll, this guy Wiener, Representative Wiener. The guy that said the the pictures of his bulge that were sent over Twitter was because someone hacked him. Well, now they've released pictures of him bare-chested that he sent off to another woman. Wiener the bare-chested. I'm looking at some of them. This guy is a kook. I mean, you know, it's it, it cost Chris Lee his seat in the 26th district in New York, which was then filled by a Democrat because of Medicare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this guy Wiener wanted to be mayor of New York, and now I, you know, well, he's he's got a good, got a couple of nice pecs there. There's well, no I was going to say, there's nothing wrong with uh, um, a, a mayoral candidate displaying his pecs. Is there? The issue here is that it got sent to some girl in California. I think so. One to somewhere. In, in yeah. other words, well, I mean, that's folks, like a, you know, that's... you're not supposed to show pictures of your. I'm looking at it right now at the bulge in your underwear. That oh. doesn't make for good mayoral politics. Sorry, no, sorry. no, a photo of his bulge. That's uh, I, who, I mean, did he get somebody to take a photo of his bulge or what? He just he's got a camera. He took his so... own photo of his bulge. It's the Battle of the Bulge. Talking oh about the Battle God. of the Bulge. It was what, 1946, so I guess it's uh, what, uh, 55 years, 65, I guess it's like, hmm, uh, about 66, 66 years ago, that, uh, 65 years ago that we landed on the beaches of Normandy today, Dave. We did. This is it. Yeah. This is the day. Yeah. Yeah, that was well, I've a been big be- thing. And then I, came the Battle yeah. of Bulge after that. Yeah. Just because, you know, it was amazing. Just reading the William Manchester uh, book, Goodbye Darkness, on the on the subject. And he, he himself, uh, as he reveals, I mean, you know it, but I mean, at the end he said, he says, I'm tw- I was 23 years old. 23 mm-hmm. years old. That's Orson, my son. Orson's age right now. I. I, what he had gone through, and then, of course, you know, people being blown, thousands of 
of Marines dying every day. And it's an, he has an interesting take on why, why he did that. And he finally determines it was out of love, out of love for his unit, out of love for the people that he was the sergeant for. Uh, and, yes. and, and that, and was just amazed that, that any, that um, the Marines, because it wasn't the Army, it was the Marines, could accomplish these, these horribly difficult tasks. Uh, and you realize then why they, why they dropped the atom bomb on, on, uh, on the mainland of Japan, uh, because they had, evidently yeah, they, had they really had to, you know. Yeah. A terrible end to uh, to to a really stupid, unnecessary war, and now you know, now that those sixty years have passed, or whatever it is, nearly seventy. Why um, uh, Japan's this ha- happy little country, and Germany's a happy little country. I'm glad it's all one country again. And you know, what's what's out there on the you know, what's out there after? After these wars, is is it, it the grass grows over and and yeah. obscures the the shell holes and there's a before and after picture of one of the mountains on on uh, on Corregidor or whatever island he's on and it's just terrifying to think terrifying those islands were about as big as Whidbey Island you know maybe yeah. little well there's a couple of other, a couple of other good books by people who went on to literary fame. It, it, Dealing with the same area. One is Norman Mailer's Quick and the Dead. Yeah. Which is a, a absolute, and the other is Paul Fussell's Doing Battle, it, which is basically he was a he was a um, uh, an undergraduate at Pomona College and had signed up for ROTC because it was a way to pay for his stuff. And they took him into the army when he was like a sophomore. And all of a sudden he was in the infantry and he he went all the way through the European campaign as an infantryman. And he describes what it's like to really fight. And it's nothing but terror and and peeing your pants and being filled with lice and amongst wounded and death and stench. There's nothing romantic about it. Everything he did, he did for his platoon. That's all you've got, man. That's your entire world. Yeah, well, that's, you know? the, that's the love thing. Yes, uh, he came back and taught at Pomona and was a teacher at, at Pomona College when I was there in the mid-50s, Paul Fussell. That is a, a, a terrific book. And here's the thing. They were talking uh, at one point. They talk about the the uh, the Marine's armor, which was his khaki shirt. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They had That's no it. armor. Now you look at the guys in uh, Afghanistan, and it's like, you know, uh, techno warrior, uh, you know, one of those action movie guys. And they still die. They still get killed. Yeah. They are not of impervious. Course. But when you think of these, these guys going out in their khaki shirts and their old boots and, you know, wow, wow, unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, and, and they wonder in Afghanistan when they send people around dressed like something from the, the Empire Strikes Back, yeah. you know, why they don't fit in very well into the villages where they're going to nation rebuild, you know. And even now the Republicans, some of them, are beginning to seriously question our presence in Afghanistan. Of course, it's a deeper questioning than that altogether, Dave. It's well, not it's just a, it's, Afghanistan. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's with the Republicans, it's the War Powers Act. And I'll tell you, the Democrats had that one going when uh, Bush was in office. So it's not, uh, uh, you know, there is a question as to whether or not 
the president has the right to just authorize combat out of he his does back it. pocket. He does it. And he does He it. just does it. He just does it. Well, Dave, I think we're coming to the end of our um, our lovely time, and we can't leave without one of your poems. Oh. So I believe you have prepared something for us today. Is I have prepared you? something for you. Yes. Well, I've um, I, I have the June um, the June uh, uh, Tang poem by Lee Ho. Yes. I don't think we have heard that one yet. It would be the fourth month in uh, in China. Yeah. And we can all take a deep breath and uh, take a look around at the uh, at our at our world, not the world of politics and not the world of war in Afghanistan, but just the world of spring. And what do we call? Who is this? And what is it called? Did you say it's Li Ho, who, yeah. who lived from seven ninety one to eight seventeen. We're not talking about an mm. old guy here. And this yeah. is his his fourth moon poem. Okay, let's hear it. Cool dawns and dusks, lots of shade, a thousand emerald mountains rising toward the clouds. A fragrant rain patters through green foliage, thick leaves and blossoms shine behind gates, water in the pools, quivers with green ripples. In heavy summer, blossoms expect to fall, fading red flowers, glowing in light and shade. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I just love it. You know, it's so so much of nature. You know, I mean, it's like we live in such a, a, a place where nature has to take second or third place. I've just been reading. I've just been reading a, a book by a, a Castaneda book that I didn't know existed called "The Active Side of Infinity," and it's filled with wonderful stories about his life life as a child and his life as an anthropology student at U, UCLA in, in relationship to his training with <coughs> Don Juan. And one of the things you learn about is is the amazing effect of of nature on our sensibility and how important it is to connect with nature to become truly aware. And boy, those Tang boys really had it down. They did indeed. Well, Pete, it's been uh, great Skyping with you, and uh, I'll see yeah. you again next week, I guess. You'll, you'll, I'll well, still yeah. be here, and you'll be back in, uh, in, uh, in Hollywood. Have you moved yet? No, uh, I'll probably do our last shot here from Johnny's house, and the one after that will be in my new Marina Del Rey uh, digs. All right. So thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave Maloney, who is our engineer and brings us Blue U Studios, and Tom Gedwillow, who runs RadioFreeOz.com as a webmaster, Scott Wild, who does its, uh, builds it and keeps it cool, and of course... Phil Fountain, who does all of our wonderful graphics, and Chaz Glass, who is our accountant. To all of you, thank you so ever so much. And to you, Dave Osmond, my co-host. And remember to go up to Radio Free Oz and contribute. Please. We need the money. Oh, please, we please. want to stay on the air. Things Don't let things go slow. This is our summer fun drive, and some are not. Talk to you soon. <laughs>